Some people may say, well, take every deduction you're allowed. Believe me, I've been through a few audits where those little few things, a few breadcrumbs I left on the table came back to help me a little bit. You could come out of the audit owing less money. <laughs> uh, or getting money back. Right. And, and, yeah. So understand the tax implications of your earnings. And again, consider hiring an accountant familiar with media and entertainment. Really, you just need someone that knows business and all CPAs do. You're listening to Podcast Insider, a weekly podcast bringing insights, advice, and insider tips and tricks to help you start, grow, and thrive through podcasting with the support of your team here at Blueberry Podcasting. Welcome. Let's dive in. I'm Mike Dell, Vice President of Customer Relations here at Blueberry. And I'm Todd Cochran, CEO and co-founder of Blueberry Podcasting. Today, we're going to discuss how you can take your podcast hobby and turn it into a podcast business. Turning a podcast hobby into a business is going to take a little bit of content refinement, marketing, monetization, and some consistent effort. And we're going to have a little step-by-step guide to help uh, along this way. And we'll wing it as we go. (laughs) One thing about changing a hobby podcast into a business podcast is hopefully you don't have to completely rework it. Hopefully your hobby podcast has been along the lines of the of, of what you're passionate about in your business. I've seen a lot of them that are accidentally turned into businesses that uh, started out as a hobby. So sometimes it just happens. Yeah. But one thing you have to consider, and it, it's kind of a, a, a multi-step process, is you're going to want to really want to, number one, start focusing on the content quality and refining that message that you're sharing within the content to more align now with the goals of, of it being a, a podcast business and having a business objective per se. Mm-hmm. You maybe have already found your niche, but again, ensuring that your podcast has this has, a, has the focus and stays in the lines, I guess, in the, within the coloring book is, is really important. And of course, if the sound is not already of, of great quality, you're going to want to invest in a, in a better microphone, potentially some headphones to hear those nuances when you're recording. And of course, you probably already have recording software, so they, that may not be needed. But maybe yeah. you're going to have to add some tools if you're planning on having additional guests or something like that. Right. And you've got to make sure that you have decent equipment that works every time. If you're just winging it every week and, and whatever, and it's different all the time, you want to Make that consistent. And same thing with a schedule. You want to be on a consistent schedule. People build your, you into their lives. Every Thursday, you're going to have an episode of Podcast Insider. Well, you guys know that. So now, since you're listening to us, you've probably built us into your schedule somehow. Well, if you're going to be doing this as a business, that's even more important to get that, that niche of people building you into their schedule. And that way your audience will grow rather than drop in, drop out as your schedule drops in and drops out. And I think to continue to have that engaging content, bring on interesting guests, relevant topics, ensure that content is really both informative and entertaining. And and the key thing too is in a hobby podcast, you may be more apt to wander along in the conversation. This is not the case. In, in a business-focused podcast, you're going to want to 
value your your listeners' time because their time is truly valuable. But at the same time, if you haven't built an online presence already, it maybe it's time to do so. If you don't have your own website already, it's definitely time. This is this is a crucial element for building a, a longstanding podcast that is going to have a business orientation is have that show aligned with with a website. Now, maybe you've already got a business website or maybe you're starting a new business and you will need this website regardless because what it's going to do is it's going to be where new listeners can find your show. You're going to have your show notes to be able to be ingested by the, the search engines and any other related content, while at the same time, you'll have a launching place for the social media to be able to engage with listeners on platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and have a place to send them, a place to share behind-the-scenes content. And it really goes on to a whole host of other things it can do by having this online presence in a, in a solitary place that leads into uh, some of the monetization strategies. And building an email list is another good idea. That lets you get get to know your listeners, for one thing, and the ability to market to them, maybe not in a spammy way, but because that turns people off, but give them extra information that's not tied to your podcast directly, but in the same subject matter, and make your the business side of your podcast out there. And like I said, it's always good to have a good good mailing list. Just don't be uh, too crazy with the uh, pop-ups and stuff on the website, in my humble opinion. The monetization strategies really starts with deciding, do you need to monetize? Is the podcast a lead magnet itself? Is it going to be driving business to you? And if it's not, and you're then really looking to fully monetize, there, there's multiple ways to monetize a show today. If we think about it, there are sponsorships. And we don't have to go into those two details. So it's a good, could be uh, host indoors, could be programmatic advertising. There's affiliate marketing where you promote products or services that you love and earning a commission. Lots of great affiliate marketing sites out there where you can establish relationships with vendors, maybe those, and hopefully those that you love. Obviously selling your own merchandise like t-shirts, mugs, stickers. But again, for me, one of the things I've always done is ask for listener donations, even though I've had a sponsor for my show. And platforms like Patreon allow you listeners to support you as a creator, but usually that comes with some sorts of incentives. I personally like just having a PayPal link on my website to have people link directly there. Yeah, I do the buy me a coffee thing, but it's the same same idea. It's a, it's a voluntary pay for the show. <laughs> That's right. Again, this is a an exchange, and obviously there's the value for value model where you really the building a business of a podcast is going to take a lot of work. So the value for value model is time, talent, and treasure. Time being maybe a listener gives you some time to help you with the episode art, aka bring a talent portion in, or maybe it's just purely the treasure where they're where they're donating to the show. And of course, then there's paid subscriptions. But the paid subscription piece, really, I tell podcasters, you really got to have super valuable content to be able to have a listener decide to go on premium. But maybe 
you get two, three ads in your show and people don't want to hear the ad. So maybe the premium version of your show is ad free. So you have to really look at what you're going to bring to market with a, with a paid subscription. And again, there's multiple levels there. early release of content, ad free bonus content. It, it, it runs the full, the full gamut. Of course, Mike, this probably leads us into the next piece of you can't build a show alone and you need to network. Oh, yeah. You should definitely uh, collaborate with other podcasters or influencers in your niche and get guest appearances or get on their show as a guest, vice versa. And that gets your podcast out in front of new audiences that may not have heard of you before that are interested in your subject area. Another thing is attend conferences. Yeah, podcasting conferences aren't really the place to promote your podcast. (laughs) But say you're doing a podcast on aviation and you go to the uh, National Business Association's uh, conference and you talk to a lot of people that are into aviation or whatever it might be. I think the key is find find a trade show or an event that's associated with the content that you're creating and you'll be amazed at the content ideas you come up with, the opportunities to interview people on the spot, relationships you build that may end up going back into that sponsorship realm where you actually find a sponsor at a trade show that is again in your niche category. I I perfected this many, many years ago. I mean, I do a tech show. So I took Myself and another individual, we went to what was then called the Consumer Electronics Show. And now it's just the CES show is by definition is what they call it without the acronym. And it was amazing the amount of contacts I made there and extra content I got from my audience. So again, that was a networking event that I call it the gift that keeps on giving it because of the relationships I built and sponsors that I found. So again, that networking to build the show content is really, really important. You're going to a podcast conference, Mike. I think we can both agree is is great to get new ideas. Oh, for sure. There's nothing against going to those. It's just unless your podcast is about podcasting. Right. <laughs> Which ours is. But you definitely, again, could use both to help build your talent and hear great ideas at the same time getting access to the people that are going to help you build your business. I'm sure that I can't imagine there isn't a trade show for a topic that is about podcasting today. Even folks that do gardening shows, there are gardening trade shows. Really, it kind of runs the full gamut A to Z. Sure does. And another thing you want to do is just make sure you're analyzing your success and adapt to things. Feedback, regularly seeking feedback from your listeners will help you understand what they like or dislike. Now, you don't want your show run by your listeners, but getting feedback from your listeners will definitely help you fine-tune your show and help you build it into a business from just a hobby. At the same time, analytics, looking at your stats to track listener demographics, episode performance, what uh, what episodes are gaining more traction than others. And this can really guide you in your content strategy. And even looking at the blueberry stats to determine when people are falling off, to determine if you've actually are hitting the mark as far as keeping people engaged you know, to the high 90 percentile range of retention uh, is a goal. And uh, if you start seeing people dropping off early, then you need to rearrange the show and look for those weak points. 
Again, it's about analyzing, adapting on a regular basis. Of course, there's legal and financial considerations, uh, business structure. My first business that I did, I set up as a corporation. I went way overboard. And I closed that entity when I left Hawaii and moved to Michigan. And now my business is running on under what is really kind of considered a sole proprietorship LLC. But I do have the protection and alignment of an LLC where I actually have a licensed business name. I have a checkbook in that business's name, expenses, credit cards that are all where we keep the finances separate from the house. And and it really is about, that's the biggest, most important thing is being able to document inflows and outgoes and keep that money separate so that when you go to your tax preparer, they don't scream at the top of their lungs and, and scold you. So I think it's important to consider forming an LLC or another business entity to separate the personal business finances. If you, there's great, I used, and this is not an endorsement, but I used an online service to set up my LLC. There's quite a few of them out there that are uh, reasonable. In yeah. Price. And, and, and I'll, I'll just say I use LegalZoom. Setting up my entity in Michigan was about $300 with all the tax paperwork and everything filed. Again, it's not an endorsement. It's just what I used. But then again, maybe you've got something unique and you are worried about infringement. So trademark, you know, you think about trademarking your podcast name to protect your brand. Yeah, that that may be a little overboard for most, but still, you, you want to be protected because if your show really takes off, somebody else could try to use that same name to get some confusion in the market and you want to be able to protect that. At the same point, you want to be careful, make sure your show's not named up against another successful show because then you could be the one subject to a trademark violation. So you have to be careful about that as well. Taxes. I personally use a a certified public accountant here in in the United States a CPA, a conservative CPA. And the reason I say a conservative CPA, not about politics, but financially conservative that doesn't try to get you every last deduction that you're allowed. Because Uncle Sam, when they feel that you're trying to claim too much money and not pay enough taxes, they will audit you and that is painful. So you want a conservative accountant if if you feel you need one to be able to him or she give you uh, accountant advice on what you should claim and what you shouldn't. I've always felt that if I left a little bit on the table, and again, this is stuff that some people may say, well, take every deduction you're allowed. Believe me, I've been through a few audits where those little few things, a few breadcrumbs I left on the table came back to help me a little bit. You could come out of the audit owing less money. (laughs) Uh, Or getting money back. Right. Yeah. So understand the tax implications of your earnings. And again, consider hiring an accountant familiar with media and entertainment. Really, you just need someone that knows business and all CPAs do because there are legal deductions. If you're traveling for an interview, mileage and gas, you may not be able to claim your vehicle completely. Depends on the percentage of using your fair show. There's a whole bunch of rules that goes along on what's an allowable deduction or not and limits to those deductions that can get you in trouble. I'll just say from a personal standpoint, it's always good to show profit on your business. 
and pay a little tax on it. You show loss after loss after loss that that usually ends will trigger Uncle Sam coming and taking a look at at what you're doing. Yeah, here here's a point that we kind of touched on earlier, but stay updated and educated on industry trends in podcasting. Podcasting is evolving. So that's where you want to go to the podcast conferences and you could probably write them off. <laughs> and, and again, it, it, the difference between a hobby and a business is the business is, is actively pursuing a way to earn money. Right. And has some income flow. If, if there is no earnings capability, if the, you don't earn money from the show, can show a way that the podcast is earning you money, then it really is not a business. It's not a legal standing business. It still can be considered a hobby. So there is definitions, and I don't have those, of the really difference between a hobby and, and a legal entity. But again, stay, like Mike said, stay updated and educated. Continue to learn. That's going to, or learning, that's going to help you a lot. Listening to this show and a new media show and other podcasts about podcasting will help you in that pursuit. And you should also focus on growth strategies. Consider advertising. Consider cross-promotion. I've used Facebook a little bit, Twitter a little bit, or X, whatever we call it now. But there's ways to promote your show. But I think the biggest, biggest bang for your buck is because you've got your own website now, optimizing your website and podcast episodes for search engines to increase organic traffic. That happens over time. That's a marathon piece. That's not a sprint. But you get 10, 15, 20, 50 episodes in and you are doing great show notes, great titles, great titles for your episodes that people are actually searching for. And not this 25-word episode title. You, you need something concise. You think about how, how would you find your episode, and that should be the title, very close to the title of your podcast than having backup in, in the content, in the summary. This, this, is, this is huge. And of course, decide if you're going to have transcriptions. And if you're going to be a business, it's actually a good idea. Offer transcriptions for your episodes, boost SEO, and you make your podcast accessible. Yeah, that, we just had a news story here last month that SXM was being sued for not having accessible audio content. And you don't want to get wrapped up into that. So having the lawsuit happened in 21, the settlement is about to happen in the next few weeks. Right. So for two years of legal trouble, now they're not going to usually probably not gonna come after a small podcaster. But why? You don't have to worry about it. You've got transcriptions and closed caption stuff in your web player, you have made your podcast accessible. Yeah. And it's not hard to get and it's not super expensive anymore. So do it up. Transcripts won't hurt a thing. <laughs> so the main thing here is remember, turning a hobby into a business requires patience, persistence, consistency, and passion. And it may take time to see some profits. When I decided that I was going to have a podcast that was going to be monetized, it was about 10 months to make it happen. So it took me some time, but again, with dedication and strategic planning, your podcast can indeed become a biz, a successful business. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with hobby podcasting. In fact, no, we no. encourage that. But if you are interested, it is possible over time to become a, a successful podcast business. Well, good luck in converting your hobby podcast into a business, or if you have a business podcast much more success to you. Happy podcasting. Thanks for joining us. Let's meet up next week. And in the meantime, for more information to subscribe, share, or follow, check out the show notes at podcastinsider.com. 
To check out our latest suite of services and how Blueberry can help you leverage your podcast, visit Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the ease.